It is Friday, March 26th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 11th Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And first of all, Jared, wow. I mean, what a day for NFL draft moves. The 49ers traded up from 12 to 3 with the Dolphins. Uh, Miami then traded back up to 6 with Philly. San Francisco pretty clearly wants a quarterback there to give up all they did to move to three Miami. Are they trying to stay in position to get one of those top wideouts? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, for, for like basketball is not, I think you want to stop drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. I know the Niners are saying he's their guy, but if they draft a guy at three, that guy's going to be starting before long. I think Miami, you know, if they want Jamar Chase or Devonte Smith, they probably just picked up an extra first rounder and can still get that guy at six Tua obviously safer now I mean if Miami wanted a quarterback they weren't going to move back from three to six so I think two is their guy for this season the other takeaway too with the Eagles moving back to 12 I think Jalen Hurts is much safer as Philly's 2021 starter so I bumped him up our rankings I'm going to be more aggressive drafting Jalen Hurts in bus balls right now yeah the last thing I saw was that the Eagles wanted Zach Wilson and if they couldn't get Zach Wilson then they were going to move back I agree I think it's Jalen Hurts now I think he certainly gains value. He's already been getting drafted as though he was going to be their starter, even safer now. It's nice to have a reason not to draft Jimmy Garoppolo because there have been best ball drafts where I get to some point. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll add Jimmy Garoppolo, even though I don't really want to. Now I don't need to want to at all. That is such a good landing spot for for a rookie quarterback too. Uh, you know, with Kyle Shanahan and George Kittle and, Bra- and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. So you know, I, I'm hoping it's Justin Justin Fields to San Francisco. Yeah, that would be my bet at this point. But it'll be very interesting to watch. Of course, though, we are here today to focus on those incoming rookies and not both the guys that we were just talking about because we hit on most of them already. Maybe all of them today. It's Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill. He is number 16 in our Dynasty Rookie Scouting Report series on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free to read, and they will keep coming as the NFL Draft approaches. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the DraftSharks YouTube channel and or any of our podcast feeds if you just want the audio version you don't want to look at us talking about it. Jared, tell me some background on Kylan Hill. Yeah, Hill was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, you know, opted for Mississippi State over a bunch of other offers. He played behind then-junior Eris Williams as a true freshman. Uh, Hill carried just 78 times that year. Hill, though, surpassed Williams in 2018. You know, Williams then a sophomore, Eris Williams a senior. W- Williams, by the way, had like a quick stint with the Colts back in 2019. You know, he's not he's not going to be an NFLer, but at least got a shot. So, you know, impressive that Hill surpassed him. As a sophomore, it, it was still a committee backfield. Hill carried just 117 times that year. Did average a nice 6.3 yards per carry and actually was second on that 2018 Mississippi State team in catches with 22 and tied for the team lead with four receiving touchdowns. So, you know, started to flash some pass catching ability. 2019 was his big breakout season. 242 carries, 1,350 yards, 10 rushing scores. He was 17th in the country in rushing yards. Also caught 18 balls for 180 yards in a score that season, you know, 10.0 yards per catch, a nice mark there. And Hill had 21 plus carries in six of his 13 games as a junior. So, you know, showed the ability to be a workhorse back. This past season did not go well for Kylan Hill. Mike Leach took over as Mississippi State's head coach. And if you know anything about Mike Leach, he's he's quite the character. Players have had issues with him in the past. Hill 
seems like he had issues with Leach and or his staff. Hill was suspended for one game. He was deactivated for two others for quote-unquote personal issues, and then eventually decided to just skip the rest of the season and start prepping for the NFL draft. He basically played two full games last season. One of them he left early with an injury. Man, his stat lines in those games, he didn't do much on the ground. Seven carries for 34 yards against LSU, seven carries for 17 yards against Kentucky, but he caught eight passes for 158 yards and a score against LSU. 15 catches for 79 yards in that game against Kentucky. You know, Leach is definitely a pass heavy play caller, but still, you know, impressive to see he'll be able to do that much in the passing game. Yeah, I've never met Mike Leach, but I think it's probably fair to say that he's wacky, but he also does know football. He's gotten production at various places uh, in various conferences at this point. It's too bad that we didn't get to see a full season of Kylan Hill under Mike Leach. It wasn't, though, you look at the numbers and you might think that they moved somebody ahead of him in the backfield, but that was not the case. He barely appeared, as you already said, but there was nobody else getting carries over him. The Bulldogs just barely ran the ball this past season. For the year, they averaged 18 and a half rushing attempts per game versus 50.6 passing attempts. Hill basically played just the two games, caught 23 passes, 15 carries. He had more receptions than carries in each of those games. It would have been nice to see what we might have gotten as far as a receiving season in particular from Hill over a full campaign, but at least we got the flashes um, to go on. Moving to the film review section, I'll turn on the highlights so that we can see some of what we're talking about. The speed and athleticism. So you can see him converting the speed and athleticism that he has into on-field production here, which isn't always the case with players. And it's important to remember that he's 214 pounds. Yeah, 214 pounds. Uh, Hill had his pro day earlier this week, ran something in low four fives for a 40 time. So a pretty nice number for a back of his size, 73rd percentile in the vertical jump, 79th percentile in the broad jump. Wasn't as good in the agility stuff, the three cone and the short show. I think that matches the tape though. You know, he's a power downhill runner. He doesn't make a ton of guys miss, but he's a tackle breaker. PFF chartered him with 116 broken tackles on 453 career carries. So I think, you know, he has an NFL level skill set as a runner. He's not like a special guy, um, but I think he will be able to get, get it done if he gets the opportunity. Um, it's it's the passing game stuff, though, that's so intriguing, especially in those couple games last year. Leach had Hill lining up out wide in the slot, running wide receiver routes, and he looked comfortable doing that. So, you know, a guy with his size, decent speed and pass catching ability, I think, you know, is pretty exciting. Yeah, four, five, one second, 40 at his pro day doesn't sound fast on its own, but it gives him an above average speed score at his 214 pounds. He's kind of a smaller version of what Najee Harris gives us obviously not quite that level of prospect but you know has good speed for his size has good receiving skills it would be best if he lands somewhere that is ready to exploit those receiving skills that brings us to fantasy outlook and I think that Hill's fantasy outlook is going to depend heavily on where he goes in the draft and not especially the landing spot not just like where he goes draft wise but the particular team that he lands with because he's in a fairly nebulous range at running back right now. So I'm waiting to see, does a team like Kylan Hill enough to make him a round three pick? Or does a player who's very different in style, like Ramondre Stevenson, who, you know, they, they, both, they both might be kind of big and straightforward runners, but Ramondre Stevenson is definitely much more of a power runner without as much in the speed department or as much displayed receiving ability as Kylan Hill. 
I like that, you know, poor man's Najee Harris comparison for Kyle Hill just as a you know, bigger power back who can do stuff in the passing game. I would expect him to be a day three pick. I'd be pleasantly surprised for his fantasy value if he ends up in round three. Um, so, yeah, I mean, then if he's a day three pick, it just comes down to what else is in that backfield? How much immediate opportunity is he going to get? But uh, again, you know, just the, the size, the speed and the pass catching. I think, you know, he, he's someone that should at least be on our radars. I remember back in 2016, this guy came to mind um, when Miami took Kenyon Drake in round three. And I think we were all surprised. We were expecting him to be a day three pick. Looked inexperienced, looked like it was kind of an iffy fit for an NFL role. But then all of a sudden, good opportunity. A few years later, he's helping us win fantasy titles and then, you know, forcing us all to overdraft him in 2020. It's all about opportunity for running back. I mean, we know that we can break these guys down as much as they want, but it just comes down to how much they get the ball. I will say if you like Kylan Hill, then you should be drafting him right now because he's going at the very end of best ball tens in ADP to the point where he's not getting drafted in all of those drafts. Also very late, even in 28 round FFPC drafts. So a strong value. If you do like him, you should be drafting him right now. Yep. Check out draftsharks.com for Kevin's full scouting report on Kylan Hill, plus 15 other players already posted many more to come. As I've mentioned, every single one of those is free to read but you should lock in your DS Insider access now so that you can see where they land in our Dynasty rankings, as well as accessing our 2021 redraft rankings and the MVP draft board that is ready to help you through your best ball drafts today. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShoutDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shouts saying thanks so much for swimming with us. <laughs>